My name is Kathy and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. are saying oh yeah when you're finals mvp you're not the best player on the planet to me that makes no sense whatsoever i don't care if it's a week two four six seven eight who do we appreciate lebron james that's who y'all gotta start, start appreciating and you gotta stop disrespecting this man nfl season is here never have i ever been so happy so excited Ever, I feel like we have not had football in years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Prop Sticks Podcast. As always, it is your boy Pride. We got a packed show in store for you guys. Obviously, in a little bit, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills beating the Rams. Definitely was a, a game I did not expect. Obviously, we're doing the, We're going to continue the thing with Dummy of the Day. Who's my Dummy of the Day? Find out later. And some MLB rules that are planned to, in essence, take effect next year. Some people are upset about it. I'll tell you which ones I love, which ones I hate. But before all that, Lamar Jackson set a deadline today. And the Baltimore Ravens sent him a contract. They sent him a contract extension. Lamar Jackson refused it. He declined it. This is a quote from Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta. Quote, despite best efforts on both sides, we were unable to reach a contract extension with Lamar Jackson. We greatly appreciate how he has handled this process, and we are excited about our team with Lamar leading the way. We will continue to work towards a long-term contract after the season, but for now, we are looking forward to a successful 2022 campaign, end quote. Now, I will say this before I get into it. What Mr. DeCost, what Eric DeCosta said in the, the, game, the beginning, the first line, despite best efforts on both sides, first and foremost, he is handling this professionally. And correctly, because what is he doing? Simple. I am not going to sit out. I'm not going to make him on the back burner. I'm not going to make it seem like it's all his fault. Nope. Nope and no. Definitely making sure that he does not. He makes it seem like he's not throwing his guy under the bus at all. Now, does Lamar Jackson end up leaving Baltimore? Dare I say, I think so. Now. The the main important thing to worry about is the fact that he still has, after this year, two more years because they could franchise him. They could franchise tag him for two years. So he can end up staying for, for, a, long, for a long term. However, the fact that it's not, there's no long term, it's a problem. The only quarterback who was franchise tagged and ended up getting a long-term deal was Dak Prescott. 
out of all the other quarterbacks that's been through it. More times than not, you end up going the Kirk Cousins route. I think he ends up leaving Baltimore. Um, one thing to put in mind and pay specific attention to, they are not talking about this during the regular season. What it, ha- it, it is what it is. They will continue this conversation after this year, but until then, there is going to be no type of contract negotiation conversations. Now, here's the scary part about that. If you're Lamar, you get hurt. And I'm not talking about a little injury, but you're talking about something legit, something serious. Like the old saying, you're you're he's taking a chance on himself. And I do genuinely believe this ends up with Lamar leaving the Ravens. I think that is a legitimate possibility. Not only a legitimate possibility, I believe that should be the most favored outcome if you're going to put a bet. That should be the most favored outcome. Money talks. And if you don't give a guy what he wants, he's going to go on his merry way. If I'm Lamar, I don't take the money. If I'm going to stay in Baltimore, I won't take the money because I want I want them to have as much money as possible because offensively, it's me or bust. It's me or bust offensively. At some point, you're going to need to save them some money, but at the same time, he does feel like he deserves the money. So again, it's a weird conversation. Hilarious for me, though. Because I ain't dealing with it. But at the end of the day, the Ravens have put themselves in a very, very interesting situation. People think they're basically, you know, that they're screwed or whatever. But here's the thing. They're really not. They're really not that screwed. They're not as screwed as people think they're they're made out to be. See, people think what the Browns did for Deshaun Watson, that that contract is going to end up hampering everybody. No, it's not. See, what people don't realize about the Deshaun Watson contract it was an image thing. Why would you go get a guy who's going through that stuff and not quadruple down on him? They had no choice. They didn't, they didn't really have a choice. They put themselves in an awkward corner, and they had to double down on it. You're going to see more contracts like Kyler Murray. A lot of money, but not fully guaranteed. I'll Huge signing bonus, not fully guaranteed. Does does Lamar want to break that mold? Probably does. Who knows? Rumor has it that he would have been fine with 250 guaranteed or 250 million guaranteed. Who knows? Whatever contract, granted, we will end up finding out what's going on in terms of the contract situation. You know, eventually the contract is going to be leaked and we go from there. But it's a situation where as the children say in the streets, oof. And it's oof because at some point, somebody, either Lamar or the Ravens, one of them are going to have to buck. You can see that I told you Rams are overrated. We're going to talk that. Matter of fact, what a segue. We'll talk about that right now. What a time to be alive. What a time indeed. The Bills lost 31 to 10. A lot of people are tweaking about that. Are they in danger? 
So, long story short, real quick, let me just get to the UFC real quick. For those who didn't know, Kazma Chamayev missed weight. Now, things are switched. So now it's going to be Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson as the main event. And Chamayo versus Kevin Holland will be the co-main. So for all you UFC fans, that's uh, that's what's going on. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. The Rams. Hmm. Here's my thing with, with what happened with the Rams. Not trying to be rude or anything, but man, it, it, it was a rough game. It was a horrible game. Um, and it's crazy because the game didn't really get out of hand to the fourth quarter. Heading into like halftime, it was tied 10 10. It was tied 10 10. And for me, what, what really kind of Jalen Ramsey got burnt, you know. Uh, Yuki says the old line couldn't block a goddamn thing, and Ramsey, who thought was who we thought he was, burnt. So he got burnt. He got burnt bad, and I don't, I'm not even gonna make a single excuse on it. He got burnt badly, horribly. It was bad. It was a. It was ugly. Line couldn't protect Matthew Stafford at all, and there were a couple times Matthew Stafford couldn't hit anything, in terms of certain. Um, in terms of certain passes that he usually would, which is why I said I thought the Rams were going to lose that elbow. You, there were some, some, some hits when Cooper Cup was doing his Cooper Cup thing. There were some times that Matthew Stafford missed them, and you couldn't tell me it wasn't because of his elbow. You couldn't tell me. All right, Stafford with twenty nine for uh, forty one, two hundred and forty yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. That was horrible. Another question mark, and obviously Cooper Cup, 13 receptions, uh, 120 yards with a touchdown, or 128 yards with a touchdown. Great. Here's the other thing. Cam Akers, three carries, zero yards. Now, real quick, let's head over to the Bills side before we start talking about the Rams and how how much trouble they're in. Josh Allen, 26 for 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Solid rushing from the team, obviously, unfortunately, led by Josh Allen with 10 carries, 56 yards. Devin Singletary, 8 carries, 48 yards. Zach Moss went 6 for 15. Stephon Diggs, 8 receptions for 122 yards with a touchdown. Gabe Davis also had 88 yards with a touchdown. And Jameson Crowder added 3 catches for 28 yards. Um, it, Look. Listen, and by the way, yes, Greek uh, says Allen Robinson was a ghost. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I just think it's a situation where, unfortunately, for some unknown reason, um, they just, there are certain guys that they did not target, which was weird. Very weird to me. The Rams are in a situation where they're going back to Cooper Cup. In terms of receiving... Only one, only one player was in double digits. That was Cooper Cup, with 13 receptions. The next highest, Tyler Higby, with five, and it was tied with Daryl Henderson with another five. So the next two guys in terms of targets combined 
is still less than Cooper Cup. This is not to say Cooper Cup is trash. Not say that at all. But you need to have some type of dimension when after that, four receptions, and then Allen Robinson, one, one reception for 12 yards. My thing with, with the Rams is Matthew Stafford does not look good. I don't mean it by he's a bum. I mean it by his, you cannot tell me his elbow's not bothering him. His elbow is hurting him real, real, real bad. And this is when you need a running game. This is when you need a run game. Yet, Daryl Henderson, 13 carries, 47 yards. I mean, eh, right? But, again, the big story, Cam Akers. Only three touches. At some point, the Rams are going to have to. Next week, they play the. I believe they play the Falcons. They got to get it together. Because if not, it's going to be a long season for them. They need something of a run game to take the pressure off of Matt Stafford, especially him coming into the into the year injured. Coming into the year injured, it is what it is. And then this vaunted defense, just for some reason, is not the same. Jalen Ramsey is not the same. Jalen Ramsey's been getting cooked horribly. To Yuki's point, Ramsey has been scored on 67 games in a row. That's bad. Thought that was a lie, too. I really I thought that was a lie. But it's true. Fact-checked it. It's horrible. Now, some people go, oh, yeah, it's because he's the number one receiver. Or he's the number one corner. I don't know, man. Ever since he got to L.A., he has not been the same. I don't know where it's been. But ever since he got to L.A., he has not been the same. In terms of total yardage, um, the Rams are just outscored in every single, you know, every single thing. Um, Four total turnovers from the Buffalo, and they still couldn't, couldn't cash in. He says, I don't know if you can tell, but they missed Andrew Whitworth. They did. It was horrible. It was horrible. I think it was the rookie that was replacing him. Von Miller was just bum rushing right through him. They missed him greatly. Granted, they're going to have to figure out. They're going to have to figure something out in terms of what are we going to do moving forward. If, if I'm the Rams, figure out if you want to keep Cam Akers or not. That's number one. That's first and foremost. Do you want to keep K-Makers? And when you keep him, you need to make sure you have him in a situation where he can actually contribute. Three carries is not enough for a guy who needs momentum. That's not enough. If you don't feel confident in him and you don't want to give him any more touches, fine, go trade him. Go put him on the market. You're not going to get a stud back, but you might have to convert to a running back by committee type of situation. You're going to have to. You're gonna have you. You might need to do something because at some point, at some point, having Cam Akers and only giving him three touches, five touches, six touches—that's not gonna cut it. Especially this year when you need a, you need a legitimate run game. If the Rams had lost this game and it was a close game, that's one thing. The mere fact that in the fourth quarter they got blown out to the point that it's like. Like if you just look at the score, you just you you would assume they were getting blown out, you know, whistle to whistle. That's not the case. Again, going into the half, 
it was tied up. The third quarter was relatively competitive. Granted, they didn't score in the second half, but it was relatively competitive. All of a sudden, the fourth quarter, no one knows how to play football. Jalen Ramsey getting cooked. Aaron Donald disappeared. Bobby Wagner, who was popping in the first half, was mad excited. I don't know. He ran out of energy. It's insane. Really is insane. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. MLB talking about there's some changes they're going to make. And I've seen a lot of people kind of upset about this. So the three big things that they're doing next year. A pitch timer. Bigger bases. Bigger bases. And a shift restriction. So the pitch timer. It's going to be 15 seconds when bases are empty. And 20 seconds with runners on base. The hitter receives one timeout per plate appearance. Now, in case you guys haven't been keeping up with this, they've been doing this uh, for the for a little bit in the minors. The reason why they're bringing it up to the MLB is because, on average, it reduced the games by 26 minutes. Every minute you can take. Now, the bigger bases... First, second, and third base have been increased from 15 inches from 15 inch square to an 18 inch square. Their reasoning was bigger bases have a positive impact on health, so let's just get to get injured. And also, a bigger base means, based on how a runner would look at it, more for me to touch. Therefore, it would and it would basically have them be more aggressive on the base pads. And the last one, shift restriction. Two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base when the pitch is released. All four infielders must have both feet within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. He says, I think you're going to get kind of upset that they're going to ban the defensive pitch. Here's my thing, man. I don't mind them trying to speed up the game. My thing is, as long as the rules make sense. If you can explain it to me in five minutes or less, I'm good. It's going to be controversial and some people are going to be upset. I have no problem at all with the with any of these rules. I have no problem with them. I don't think there's a single problem with them. See, 15 seconds when bases are empty, that's plenty of time. Increase give up another five, that's plenty of time. For 20 seconds when someone's on base, that's plenty of time. That's it. That's that, that's plenty of time. To make things even, the hitter can't call two times. They they can't call um a time. They only have one timeout per plate appearance. That's it, which is smart. You've seen it in the in the minor leagues and and the the minors when they when they implemented this. It sped up the game, which is the point. The bigger bases, yeah, I I do like you know making sure guys are safe. But I also love the fact that when psychologically, if you're a guy who sees a bigger base, a, ba- a bigger base, you're going to want to swipe it more. And if you want to swipe it more, that means more action. Never knew. I never knew more action was a bad thing. Never knew. And then the shift restriction, I always thought the shift was the dumbest thing in the world. I thought it was dumb. 
to have virtually all your infield on one side of the thing, that's that's the dumbest thing in the world. I always thought it was dumb. I wasn't a fan of it. Now, again, you can still implement it. The only difference is you have to wait until it's pitched before you can shift. So someone can be on the left-hand side of, of second base, and they could basically sprint over to the right if you want to do a shift. So that way you have three people over on one side. You can do that, which you still have the opportunity to do a, to do, to do a shift. I just don't understand the hatred for it. I don't understand it at all. In the slightest. He says, yeah, I knew you were mad at the defensive shift when they announced it a while ago. I, it's just, I mean, I'm not mad at it. You still have the opportunity to, to do it, so who cares? Who cares? Final topic before I get up out of here. Every day, my all with all due disrespect moment of the day, a.k.a. the Dummy of the Day Award. I have to give it, unfortunately, to Hazmat Shemayev. As I said earlier, he missed weight by seven and a half pounds. And through this entire thing, this entire pay-per-view up in the air. By missing weight, he basically gets dropped down to the co-main slot. We've had Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz, which would have been a banger five years ago. And then we have Kevin Holland versus Hazmat Chemaev. Hazmat Chemaev, if he ends up losing, all the hype, everything he built up is out the window. Hazmat, you're making your take. You made a huge risk, man. But I hope it pays off because unfortunately, unfortunately, it's going to bite you in the keister. I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to be rude, man. But you're a dummy. Follow us on Twitter at Private Takes. Any news you guys want us to talk about, please feel free to tag us and we will talk about it. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes and also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at the Prideful Takes Podcast. And check me out on TikTok at PR underscore Pride22 on there. Anything that I don't talk about the show, I'll talk about there. And as always, go to FACO.com, use discount code PRIDEFULTAKES, get 50% off all your organic skincare needs. As always, it is your boy Pride. I'll be back here on Monday to talk shit about your favorite team. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo. That'll... Quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. Oh.